Hi, I'm Becca, and I'm 14. I'm Sarah, I'm 12. And I'm Misty, and this is our Everyday Nest. Thank you, and I'm not going to say hello then a second time. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today and growing up as a foster sibling, part two. And I'm pretty excited to have some of our middle kids here with us today. Um, Rebecca, why don't you start and tell us how you became a part of the family? Well, I was born, and then I was in the family. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? Same. <laughs> I was born. You were born in the family. I was born in the family. <laughs> all right. So the way that our family kind of came to be is all of our children have come in in birth order. So Rachel is the oldest, and then Rebecca and Sarah. And when Sarah was about um, <coughs> three, two or three, um, we started on the foster care journey. Took a while to get licensed and no, to no. before our first placements and stuff. Oh, but because Joe was three and two years old two years older than him. So it must have been at least you, five. Yep, you were five when our first kids came here. But I think you were two or three when we started all the paperwork and all the training and, and um preparing our home to be because you turned a foster out a home. couple kids too first, didn't you? Yeah, when we first started, um we got a couple calls that to be foster parents that um weren't the, just didn't feel or seem or God told us that they weren't going to be the right fit for our family and it would have been um, probably a pretty huge commitment to start out with with three young children still at home. But, um, so these girls were super little really when we started the foster care journey and foster care has been here in their lives pretty much their whole lives. Yeah. So they're going to share a little bit with us today, maybe about what that has been like and um, the good and the bad, maybe, I suppose. And girls, just to remind you that when we talk about foster kids, let's do a little better job in part two of um, <laughs> not saying not names. Saying names. <laughs> you can say boy and girl and the age and um, if you need to like reference what their hair looked like or whatever, uh, do that so we know who you're talking about, but just don't say their names, okay? Okay. So, um, maybe the first question to start off our discussion is, what's the coolest memory you have of a foster sibling? Rebecca or Sarah, who wants to go first? Becca can go first. She's older. Oh, not necessarily like a memory in particular. I don't know. Well, um, what's the cool thing about being a foster sibling? Just always getting to have random kids come in that are very open and, or not, like, they're just very easy to love and they appreciate that love so it's always fun to have lots of kids come we had one little girl that was adorable just went, did this little girl spend christmas with us one year how old was she she was pretty little michaela really loved her i know the who she's talking about and she would go to her oh yeah the little yeah. blonde hair girl yeah <laughs> <laughs> I remember her name. Well, yeah, really yeah, but we're not going to say names. Good job, so. Sarah. <laughs> so, a little, like, she was like three, five. She was so cute. I think she was maybe three or four. Yeah. And she spent did Christmas she, with she us. She did spend Christmas. Yep. I don't She did. Yeah. yeah. Well, that um that opens up a, a quick topic pretty quick. Um, the first three kids that came into our house as foster kids, we adopted. And then... Um, that was about three years into our journey, and then we've spent the last um, five or six years 
just doing <clears throat> respite care and foster care, um, shorter term foster care than maybe most, um, like under a year, I guess. And uh, sometimes when some of those kids come in, uh, our own kids kind of start begging that dad will let us keep them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like a it's like a puppy kind of. But <laughs> can we keep it? <laughs> the, the sometimes there's some full court press maybe. Yeah. 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 Can I answer that question? Yeah. No. Yeah. I I uh, I think because um, being able to be like their sister, like because um, like being able to bring them into your home and loving them, being there sibling for a little while, it's good. That's a cool thing about being, yeah, um, a foster sibling. Uh, what what are some some things that have been hard? I guess. Uh, every time I leave, <laughs> like every single kid that ever leaves, has been very hard. Do you give them everything of who you are when they come into this house? Like, yeah. I think at first we try not to, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Do you think the more kids that we've had come and go that you've learned to guard your heart a little bit? No. no. I, think, I think we know we should, but we don't. Right. Like, um, I think we've all kind of given up the hope that dad's going to let us keep some. Like, he's been pretty yeah. constant that we are a foster family and not adopting more <laughs> One children. day we'll bring them. <laughs> Rachel's moving out. We need another one. We're going to have empty beds in this house. It's going to be so scary. Somebody's going to have their own bedroom. That is something, though. When foster kids uh, come into this house, you have to decide if you're going to open up to them and let them in your life. Right. Like, if you're going to let them. Especially when you, when they start getting closer to your age, I think. We haven't had very many my We haven't had any my age. We had one that is your age now. Yeah. But she, you were littler yeah. when she was here. That's uh, the only one I can think Are we allowed to say names of people that have been adopted and are cousins at the moment? No. No, okay. we're not going to say any names. Can we say names so of our siblings? Our <laughs> right, you can say names of your siblings, but the rest aren't our stories to share. But would you like to talk about that one? When that foster kid came in and then she ended up being your cousin? Yeah. Um, I, I remember I was super excited to have a foster kid come and be my age because usually they're a lot younger. And so uh, we were we were friends very quick, and then she got adopted by my aunt. Yeah. So now she's your cousin. Now she's my cousin. And that wasn't particularly easy either, actually. <laughs> no, that wasn't particularly easy because um, we wanted her to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we weren't willing to share that one. <laughs> Most of us didn't want to share that foster kid, but we we're, were glad, glad that we could just see her. Yeah, and God let us be her family, just not right. in the way that we... Right. Um, Very close to her family. And I'm glad she became my cousin and not my sister, because if she was my sister, I have a feeling we wouldn't like each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's... <laughs> <laughs> that's... <coughs> you need a little bit of space. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, can you... Can you tell me maybe things that you've learned or about yourself or about the world or um, how it has made you grow as a person being a foster sibling? I think, so being a homeschooler, some of my public school friends will say, oh, you don't understand, you're so sheltered. And I think they definitely make you not sheltered because you hear those stories because they'll tell you when you're driving home in the car one day and mm -hmm. like... 
Sometimes so. our eyes are very open to yes. things that happen in this world. Yeah, and like when you have to go and bring them to visits, yeah. So. And you see the chaos that they live in. Right. Trying to figure out which world they belong in. And then all the, the just burdens forever that they deal with, baggage. Yeah, sometimes they're hurt in ways that it's not their fault, but right. they'll forever... Yeah, forever. ...have to have those... What happened to them? Either the... I mean, the trauma causes certain type of behaviors or um, just even, like, physical things or something, and it just wasn't their fault, but... So right. you get to see that. It's opened up to you. Yeah, for sure. So it has made you not be sheltered. Right. And, yeah. What do you, Sarah, think about when people come in and you have to share your life with them? Um, I, like, I'm happy, like, so they can, like, have a good life. I mean, like, I mean, I wouldn't want them to come in mean being super mean. No, you can't. I mean, I think we've only had one kid that has threatened to chop my kids up and burn the house down with them in it. Only one, so but, we're doing um, great. But he was only five, so he was right. kind he of... He was serious, maybe. I, I think he was actually kind of serious. Uh, he, yeah. Um, <laughs> so sometimes sometimes placements don't work. Right. And they have to be disrupted. that kid, he didn't get along with the other kids there. Like, our siblings weren't very nice to him. <laughs> yeah, sometimes foster siblings get along like r- real siblings. Right. They just thought like siblings. <laughs> and in this house, there's um, kind of a, a gang. So if you are on the wrong side of the gang, yeah, sometimes maybe... You want to be in the gang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good gang. Maybe yeah, like, it's, like a, a... it's like a gang, like a family <laughs> gang. Um, so like being... I know... You, that maybe sitting here in front of me makes you want to be super positive. But, <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of times where um, emotionally, specifically me, but sometimes me and dad, yeah. are are a wreck because of what's going on in right. our lives. And there's times where we can't go places we normally would go because we right. have foster kids or yeah, like we can't leave the state or the um, country <laughs> they have schedules yeah they can't leave the country um because of their therapy and their yeah. visiting schedules it cuts short family trips or just um interferes with us making it to all events of all the kids like i mean what do you guys what do you guys think about it? i mean there is definitely I mean, like i remember when we were little spending a lot of time at grandma grandpa's house when you had no, I remember visits. we went on a vacation and then you had to fly back just Joe and Trina but yeah because they could only leave the state for a yeah. couple weeks and we were on a very long vacation so we came back and got them for the second half of that vacation yeah. so yeah lack of time sometimes but do you resent that no no I mean I'm assuming maybe as you're getting older that you like it that sometimes our attention is not <laughs> no <laughs> No, we like it. I mean, do you think a lot of foster families that I know kind of grown up had their biological kids first and then they went into foster care and adoption and those beginning biological kids kind of aren't a part of the life of the adopted kids? Right. I think being because we're still in, we still live here, like every time a kid comes in, they're immediately our sibling. 
And then, like, like we want them to be here as much as you guys do. So we're not against it at all. Like, we love every time they come in. We love, like, we get excited that a new kid is coming. I'm excited when we get new kids. Right. Yay. <laughs> yes. Um, what do you think about um, sharing your room and your clothes? Grandparents, cousins. I never had to share my room or my clothes. <laughs> well, okay. Except for well, Trina. <laughs> Do the situation. Trina gets to sleep in my bedroom. Yeah, that we we have a foster placement right now, and um, to keep everybody safe and accountable, we had to. The oldest daughter, our Rachel, had to come upstairs to the bedroom with the younger foster sibling and Trina who should still be upstairs because she's afraid of the basement and cannot sleep and if people are not down there, had to go downstairs. Yeah. So it's disrupted the whole <laughs> scheme of nighttime in this house. I'd be okay with it if she didn't punch me in the back for breathing. I mean... <laughs> well, maybe you should quit breathing She so wakes funny. us up a lot at night, but it's a joy. Right. Like, honestly, since we've made that move, there hasn't been a whole lot of good nights here. No. Like, of sleeping and going to bed is hard and stuff and... Rachel doesn't necessarily appreciate having to move back upstairs because the basement is kind of like set up for the teenagers to, they have their own space, really, that right. the little ones aren't allowed in. But now the little ones live down there, and Rachel's space is with the little ones. So, um, I mean, do you, just be honest, do you at times find yourself upset that that has to happen? I mean, I'm upset that it has to happen. I don't know that I always blame it. I guess sometimes I blame it on that. I don't know. I don't really, like, I mean, if Trina, yeah, I'm okay. Like, I mean, like the most if, time if only Trina just didn't punch me in the back for me. <laughs> right, if she could just be a much like, better roommate, it wouldn't be so horrible. And mostly I get upset with the kid if they lie, and then we end up getting, like, in trouble and all these investigations and things. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Like what? Like Well, I mean, I mean, not specifics, but... Like when some, the kid, they're very, sometimes we've had some children who are very good liars and they stick to their stories and their stories get us in trouble even though they're not true. We have to have a whole investigation. We have to clean the house. We, to, <laughs> <laughs> we all have to talk to the people and yeah, I've been it just kind of disrupts things. I've been at work and they had to call me. So. So. Yeah. <laughs> Now, how do you feel about that when CPS is in here or special investigators are I don't know. It's weird. Like, why? I don't know. I don't like talking to them so much. <laughs> are, the, are you scared? No. It's, or, it's like nervousness. Like, what yeah, am I supposed that to conversation say? was like the most nervous, convers yeah. nerve-wracking conversation I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Do no. you feel like, are they going to take me away? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's my fear. <laughs> like, no, I want to live here. <laughs> but, yeah. I, like, I don't think they have any reason, but... Um, generally those investigations are, when parents or kids make even a tiny little claim, um, they have to do a special investigation right. to make sure rules are being followed, just yeah. to kind of cover us and themselves. Right. And while it is the most stressful, stressful thing going on, I mean, it's what we want. We don't want kids in a home that people right. just assume is safe. There are bad foster homes. For sure. There's we have to remember that. And CPS knows that. They've seen it. So I mean, right. having CPS in our house is, to do an investigation is, is no fun. Right. But, but it needs to happen. Yeah. If we can remove our emotions from it, we know that um, they're doing their job. Right. And 
that we really want kids safe, so we want them to do their job. Right. Yeah. But it's pretty stressful. Yeah. I think it's really, really stressful. <laughs> I think for you more than us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the judgment definitely is coming towards the fans. Because we can always so. run away and come back to you, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's your plan? That's sarcasm, don't worry. <laughs> I don't know if that communicates over recording. Sure, okay, so one thing is, is when we have school age kids, they get to go to school and you guys <laughs> still don't. Poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering how you feel about this. The ones the same age as them, the younger ones, are, are a little upset that they get to go to school. Yeah. I mean, okay. like, for the little kid, like, when it's all usually younger kids that come in. So I, I'm not, like, upset that they get to go to school. I mean, like, when we have exchange students, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to come with you. But Gotcha, but foster kids don't give you that feeling. Yeah, no, foster kids don't cause kids. any of that. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you got, like, a teen, if we had a teenager. We've never really had a teenager. Once. You had. guys were little, yeah, so we were little. you don't remember. I got a turtle out of that. We kind of have it back, set backwards a little bit. Um, I guess if you can imagine that, you're waiting for the first time. I don't know. I remember, like, times getting called. Um, it was about probably about two years ago, and I think we got a call for maybe... We got calls for maybe 14 boys between the ages of 5 and 9 within, like, one-month period. I feel like I remember that. And we would have... Um, we would get this call, and then the way that it works in our state is, like, they don't necessarily remove them from the bad situation until that they know for sure they have a spot to put right. them because our state is just so overwhelmed right now. And, um, which is horrible to think that there's kids living in a situation because there's not a home for them. Right. But, um, so we would get a call and say, yes, we'd accept it. But then they have to go back and see if they are still needing a place for that. And then they maybe don't get back with us for a few hours or even a day or two. So I remember this one specific time where, um, it kept being for boys too. All these calls were for boys. So in the boys' room, because we have a boys' room and two girls' room, in the boys' room, we would set up the bed. <laughs> And then a few hours later, they'd call and say they're not coming. Never mind. Thank you. And so we would, and we have like a bottom of a trundle bed. We'd haul it upstairs, set it up. Oh. Haul it downstairs um, afterwards. So much so to the point where the neighbor boy wait, is like. I want to tell Okay, them. you tell them. No, it wasn't the neighbor. It was, it was, it was your friend, but yeah. we're still not going to mention yeah. names. So one of my friends happened to be over a lot during this time because I think it was summer. Yeah, so. I think it was summer. <laughs> He was, no, this was a special time, actually. It wasn't summer quite yet, but when, when we had a very special relationship with those friends. Oh, yeah, because they were, yeah. yeah. Are we going to go? No. Okay. No, oh. So, anyway, every time he would come over, pretty much we would haul the bed upstairs, and then before he went home, we'd have to haul the bed back downstairs. Like, he was getting so annoyed, and it was hilarious. To the point where, the, <laughs> one, at one point, he said, like, we'd haul the bed upstairs, and then we got the call that they weren't coming, and he said... We are leaving this bed in this room until somebody <laughs> sleeps in it. And finally, we had some random musicians. <laughs> we, got <laughs> we, we fulfilled that dream. Right, somebody slept in that bed, thankfully. Yeah. And then we did have a little boy yeah, that came and lived there for a few months. Um, yeah. So, like, are your hopes and, like, are you guys okay? Is it traumatizing having your hopes come and go like that? Um, like, a baby's like, coming. Oh, nope, never mind. What was that? We had one the one baby that would we would just have well, during the night. Yeah, oh, that one, that yes. little uh, boy was so actually cute. getting ready to go back into the home, but they needed respite care like the last two weeks of that placement. Right. So it was 
It was, was kind of weird. We just had him like, like, It was like we never even saw him because right. he slept the he whole time. He came at bedtime and left in the morning. But, um... Sorry. Cause <laughs> no, because at some point they can only spend so many nights in the home or... Right, because it was only like every other night or whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay, wait, wait. wait does, I mean, does it cause you guys trauma to have kids come and go out of your lives? Um, I, I like the experience getting right, to I don't think kids. it's trauma. I mean, we have, like, we're sad, yeah, we're happy, sad we're leave. hopeful, we're disappointed. Like, you know, but it's not a trauma. Like, I'm not going to have problems with the rest right. of my life. And we don't have huge... What do you... What, sorry, we've kind of gotten, like, used to it. Like, people come and go in our right. lives, don't they? And you remember them and their little and piece of Sometimes they can't leave because their tires are broken. We happen to have some guests right now who uh, need some new tires. Yeah, definitely wasn't our fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> we think maybe their battery in their car will be dead tomorrow, but we're not sure about that. Might be gone, <laughs> missing. Somebody stole Somehow it. it got taken out. <laughs> okay, we're getting way off track. We are. Um, if you... If somebody is in this situation and maybe about your age, because I think a lot of families start doing foster care when their kids have grown up a little bit, and I definitely think you need to know, I definitely think you can be a foster family um, without having big kids that you've raised up, but I think that you need to have a really good support system. Right. For sure. Because sometimes you just got to have a place to drop the kids off at so you can maybe... Take a shower or just sit and cry in a corner. (laughs) Be completely honest with you. And the more you get, the the less and less places that there are. It's your it's the true friends who stick around. Hey, can I drop eight of my children off at your house? I mean, that takes a pretty strong friendship. People ask me how. And I'm very thankful for those friends that have stood by us. People ask me how many siblings I have. One second. Yeah, I do count. Like okay, okay. the ones that have the same last name as me, the ones that are living me for a determined amount of time, the ones that are living with me for an undetermined amount of time, the one that kind of lives here but isn't really, but is going to marry my sister. Like, who do you want me to count? Right. That is a question. <laughs> like, you might be like, somebody's like, how many kids do you have? And I'll be like, well, eight right now. I feel like eight, eight and, and a half. half. Around eight. eight. We have on average eight children. Right. Sorry. Okay, so for people, kids your age who are waiting to become foster siblings, like their families just got licensed, they went through all the stress of licensing and people coming in and having to keep the house clean over and over uh-huh. and over again, yeah. and just get used to that, by the way. Yeah, because let's keep coming. But, Learn how to change the batteries and the fire alarm. Okay, I was going to say, give us some advice for change the batteries and the fire alarm. Uh, People who are good at cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should give some serious um, I think that you should always be open to kids who are coming in and try to, like, love them. And they're there and just give them the attention that they probably won't get other places or haven't gotten before. And just be there for them for why they're there. And, yeah. What do you think, Sarah? I'm thinking. So it's okay to give them your whole heart Oh, you just let them in? I mean, yeah, it sucks, but do it. So you, while they're here, you can give them, they can be completely a sibling. We're giving advice for people, for, okay. for, for kids who are going to become foster siblings, like in the family, like, like what you guys are. One of your friends are. was about to get a foster sibling. Well, um, like sometimes the foster kids' attitudes are like. They can't see your hands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, like sometimes like not very good. Kind of, okay. Generally, there's a lot of transitioning time. They might time. threaten to burn your house they down. They threaten to burn your house down. And, and 
I mean, there's sometimes for the first six months, it's downright embarrassing to go into public. Right. Um, Tantrums yeah. and arguments and um, words that are said and just... Right, so like, I would say every time they're being naughty, just, like, remind them that you care about them because that's probably why they're being naughty because they have right. some sort of some... attachment disorder or something. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like... Mm, I also agree with Becca, too. Just, like, <laughs> love them with, like, just... And obviously the babies are easier to love. The little ones, yeah. the ones that don't talk. Right, it's going to be the older ones that come in and make a whole bunch of new rules have to happen. Yes, sometimes or, there's a lot of rules that happen because um, of situational. Like all the, I don't know, random changes, like things that I can't think of anything really. Bedroom you, changes. Bedroom changes. And you can't take it personally, like you have to know Right, it's not their fault. It's the people. Yeah, that's true. No, none of these kids asked to be in this right. situation. None of them asked to be abused and right. unsafe. Yeah. And so it rocks friend. our world sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, you've had a good life for your childhood, so. Well, I'm assuming you've had, if you've had a good life for your childhood, you should share your love. Right. Because you got some, I guess. I don't know. Because <laughs> you got some, because you got the safe place for somebody to sleep in. Right. I mean, if you have an empty bed, why not let somebody use it? And, um, and the Bible, it tells us to not uh, steal and to not murder and to obey our parents, and it also says to take care of the widows and the orphans. So, right. I mean, it's not it's not really an option sometimes. Sometimes you have to do it. Right. And you have to put your heart into it. Right. Also, don't forget about your biological siblings, because that happens sometimes. Explain that a little bit. Like, you get so, like, like if, especially if it's, like, a baby or a younger, really cute kid, like, oh, you're so cute, and spend all your time paying attention to them, and your, your, other, foster, or your other biological siblings, you don't do things with. That's a good perspective, Prisha. Do you have that <coughs> happening to you right now? What? Do you have that happening to you right now, a sibling that's paying more attention to foster siblings than you? I mean, my little siblings don't really like me. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you? no, I know that in the past, like, I've, like, gotten so caught up in the cuteness or the newness of a foster kid that I forget to do things with my siblings. Yeah, and we've probably gotten so caught up in trying to get things settled as parents that right. you guys get a lot of freedom. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you get it going. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, that's a, that's a good... Don't don't forget about your um your core family. Right. I guess not even and biological, family, like your adopted siblings. Right. And anybody. it can grow and change and... Um, right. Definitely God can build families <coughs> in different ways. But you're right. You can't just always focus on the new kids that right. are coming in. Whether they're here for a short time or a long time. Sometimes right. I try to imagine what my life would be like without my new, without the siblings that have been adopted. I can't do it. It'd be so boring. <laughs> so you don't remember. Yeah, it would just be, be like so there, like, quiet. What do I do? What do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> There's like nobody yelling. We'd have a small or family. Piano or throwing things. <laughs> Nobody's putting conditioner in their hair. <laughs> <laughs> and we can find everything we're looking for. <clears throat> right. Yes. Okay, girls, thanks for sharing a little bit. And um, Sarah, you want to shout out to our new sponsor? Uh, do you already say what I said earlier? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Sponsored by Audible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are so excited that we are just about completed with the process of Audible becoming a sponsor. So um, you can check out what that might look like on our blog 
and they have audiobooks. That's what other books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when life is crazy and everybody's crying and on, just find a good book on Audible and, and then turn and it up turn really, it up loud. really loud. <laughs> That's the mom moment. <laughs> Preferably one with like action, so then all the kids like stop and listen in awe and wonder. <gasps> yes, <It's> like <laughs> a movie to your ears. Yes, works really great if you can plug it into your car speaker somehow. Yes. So we're kind of excited. Anyways, pumped that our uh, podcast is now having a sponsor. Yeah, you're so fancy. <laughs> All right, well, all of those of you beginning on adventure of foster care or in the adventure of foster care, every one of these kids is worth it. Yeah. The struggle yeah. is real, but... <laughs> but you sound like a teenage girl. Yeah. Uh, these girls will agree that it's worth it. it. Yeah. All right. So thank you for joining today and listening to our Everyday Nest.